Welcome, everybody, to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. Who? Austin Cabot. Yes, you do. I know. I haven't been on the show in a little while, man. <laughs> yeah. What's up, buddy? I'm Adam Jabay. We have uh, we have Austin on the show. I'm so excited. Finally. So excited. You, uh, you got me back on the show by saying that you needed help with Skype. Yeah. You got the board over at your place. So, and I, you know, I don't mind helping out elders with technology, so. Yeah. Yeah. Old Every, man Jabay. Austin's like 19. He's really good at he's really good at everything. Well, I will say you have gotten a lot better with technology over the past three years that we've been doing the show. Yeah. You and Chris Stewart have forced me to like learn what Google <laughs> Drive is. Google so. Drive, Instagram. Uh, yeah, Instagram. Gramsta amps. Uh, we uh, we do have a guest on the show. Hayward Wagner's here. What's up, buddy? Hey guys, don't let me interrupt this. I'm learning a lot. Oh yeah. <laughs> well. It did take Hayward a, a while to figure out Skype today again. Something so. about passwords or I don't know, safe words. I don't know, something like that. I somebody kept, wanted, I somebody wanted to send him money. <laughs> a Nigerian <laughs> prince wanted wanted him to buy something. Took over I his just computer. Kept dialing the number over and over and over again. I don't know why. Every time I spun the thing, it made the cool clicky sound, but it wouldn't connect. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, I'm glad we got it. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. But. Um, What's new in SCCA land? You guys are approaching your championship of everything season. So, yeah, I mean, we, we don't have, um, what would be called an off season. We have like a championship season and then like the whole like PRI convention season and then the regular season, but, uh, we're, we're shifting out of regular season and into championship season, uh, at least from a planning, uh, angle. And, uh, we've got, um, possibly the largest, um, autocross ever held in the world scheduled for september uh we've got 1400 people currently signed up for for solo nationals and then um we've got this time trials nationals thing that we're gonna try out at uh, the end of september and then a couple of weeks after that we're gonna point wagons west and head out to sonoma and do a runoffs for probably uh we're projecting probably five to six hundred cars registration for that is opening up here in the next couple of weeks so um all totaled we're we're projecting somewhere in the neighborhood of uh 2500 people participating in national championship events or national nationals events with uh with scca this year um and that also includes our road rally championship and our rallycross championship um throw in the pro solo finale we're, we're getting close to three thousand. so it's uh uh, it is a really busy time of year for us. Yeah. What, uh, what's the next biggest solo nationals been? It's in the 1300s, right? So we, we've done 1309 and 1317 the last two years. And, okay. um, this, this year we set the cap at 1350 and, uh, uh, it was a really interesting couple of days because we had a really big first day, which we normally don't get. Usually the first day is just kind of, um, maybe a couple hundred people it's the diehards and maybe a few of like our event chiefs and things like that, that, that want to go ahead and get registered. But we usually don't see a big spike in registration until the week that it closes. And we just saw a really big first day and a lot of people noticed and went out onto their personal social channels and said, Hey, you might want to consider going ahead and getting signed up because it's getting full fast. And it just kind of snowballed of, somebody would say something and then somebody else would sign up and they would share it and someone else would make a comment. And, and it was under a hundred hours, uh, to have the first oh. 1,350 people sign up. I know in grid life land, anything that takes more than a minute isn't really that successful. And I, I get that. I'm um, so jealous about your luxurious time frame. See, right? Yeah. It's so <laughs> laid back. Like only our only Midwest festival and Honda made sell, sell out fast. We, yeah, we, we, we yeah, I mean, in SCCA world, we sold it out in 100 hours. In Grid Life world, you're like, yeah, you guys slept three times between the time you opened it and it was sold out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that's a big deal. Um, yeah, it, it, what's what's kind of, what's kind of like the historical sellout like time frame uh, for nationals? So usually we don't sell out. Usually we get pretty close to the cap, but um, okay. for a long, long time we never had a cap because it was inconceivable that we would have more people than we could handle. Yeah. Um, and then maybe five years ago, four years ago, we started setting the cap at 1300 or 1350 and it would get close, but not quite there. And we would usually yeah. see, like I said, like that last week before uh, registration closed, um, we would kind of see everybody who was, who was waiting to the last minute to, to ding their credit card. Um, yeah. those folks would all sign up. Um, and then this year it just kind of went the other way, which, um, was, uh, super cool for us because it gave us an indicator 
very early that, hey, we may need to look at raising the cap and so we can make adjustments and, and uh, see what we could do with all that. And then, of course, now um, we're trying to figure out how to put 1,400 cars and four tire trucks and a grassroots motorsports display and a setup for uh, the welcome party and a, a stage for the talent show and, and all that stuff in a space that has never hold, held more than about 1,300 and 15 before so it's uh yeah um it's a bit of a task i'm i'm uh, i'm currently waitlisted so i'm gonna have to uh uh find someone at uh scca national office who who can click a few a few things on a computer and see if i can get going and i'm gonna try to go to nationals this year so i think it'd be rad to have you there um we've we've been trying to get you guys out for a couple years now to see it and um I, i i know a guy in the national office who has absolutely no pull, but I will talk to him and see if he can talk. <laughs> well, Austin in, was there last year. What yeah, did you think of it in, last year, Austin? I dropped in last year for a little bit, and uh, I had a hell of a time, man. It was a bunch of fun. I was only there for like a night and a day, but that was enough yeah. to uh, to show me uh, what I needed to see. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, we're actually considering doing like an, an actually organized, announced uh, – I mean, we've, we've done course walks for the rookies for years. That's no big deal. We're thinking about – actually organizing and scheduling a paddock walk uh, on okay. Tuesday night. So if you've never been to nationals before, um, you know, it may be kind of intimidating to walk up to um, a group of people that you don't know that are drinking beer and cooking burgers and, and uh, playing music and stuff. But um, we're thinking about like basically doing a paddock. I mean, we say walk, we actually mean crawl. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, go check it all out. Cause so much of the event happens uh, behind the grid so much of it happens yeah. back there and and um that's so much of the experience yeah i mean i met it sounds like i met yeah, tons of like people Austin and i do at midwest festival yeah. with all the formula drift guys <laughs> oh dude it was it was great you know last year i uh i hooked up with pete Lindbergh. uh he kind yep. of took me under his wing and found me a place to sleep and everything it was great yeah. it's a pretty good party oh yeah also, i want to see the party i want to see the party also, there's also a pretty good autocross uh, I'm not very good at autocross, but I want to see the party. <laughs> yeah, nobody is. That's that's. I mean, you know, it's. I'm going to see if I can glom onto like a, a David Whitener and like drive a car that's good, and then see how much worse I am than him because I haven't autocrossed in like six years. But uh, David or somebody that I know that's had, that has in the past offered me a ride, I'm going to see if I can <laughs> hop in with one of them. Otherwise, I'll drag one of my one of my shit boxes out there. I think uh, um, I think you guys should have an RV autocross. Uh, yeah, he's in an RV class. That's I'm a terrible idea. <laughs> I'm going fl- to float a rumor out there, and, and I'm going to try to be super vague because I really am not supposed to be talking about this at all. But there, there is some talk of a fairly uh, well-known internet sensation of um, – what was the term you used to describe your car, uh, Adam? Shitbox. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a, a fairly, fairly famed internet shitbox connoisseur. Uh, that may make an appearance this year. Um, and uh, I, I can't say a whole lot more about that, but we are pretty excited about the possibility of some shitbox antics this year at Solo Nationals. So stay, stay yeah. tuned for information on that. Is, uh, it, does he have something to do with another uh, series that does uh, low-budget uh, wheel-to-wheel? Or? Are things with, uh, with dead animals on the side of the road? Um, I'm, I'm neither able to confirm nor deny either one of those theories, but okay. one of, one of you is not as wrong as the other. How about that? <laughs> well, they both sound like fun. They both sound like fun people. Yeah. <laughs> and I really That's appreciate cool. both of you throwing theories out there so that I could, uh, further the rumor without having uh, to pick the horse. That was, yeah, that was well done. Good job. Yeah. We planned that. We planned that, uh, perfectly. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, um, I've actually got a pretty interesting ride lined up this year. Um, I'm driving a car that does not currently exist. Hmm. Uh, you guys may be familiar with the phenomenon within our organization that is known as F Modified. Uh, these yeah. are like 800 pound, uh, 500 cc snowmobile engine powered little like angry bees of cars that everybody hates because they sound like. I mean, it, it sounds like somebody is using a weed eater outside of your like bedroom window for hours on end. They're just they're a terrible, terrible noise. Isn't that what JG Pastor Jack ran a couple of years ago? JG ran one a couple of years ago, yeah. And and that that group has um, decided that they decided they wanted to paddock together. And so one, everybody else in the event was like, "Thank God, they're good. my neighborhood just got nicer. <laughs> um, everybody but, can sleep in now." Right, right, but because um, loud as, cars as, need to start at six a.m. Everybody knows that. Amen, amen. Yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, of course. But so they decided that they 
someone made the comment that this paddock would probably have enough spare parts um, that they could just build a car while they were there for fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'd drive that. And they were like, you can. So uh, my car is going to be built at Nationals this year. It will it does not exist now. <laughs> nice. That's it, awesome. It That's going to be so sweet. The event. It, it is completely, um, you know, it's it is a figment of people's imagination. So you're going to drive somebody's spares combined with everybody else's spares. <laughs> I, I have, I have registered it and registered for the event as something like a 1973 parts car. 1973. That's so dope. And you guys, I think uh, you guys should call it meatloaf. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that so, is freaking so great. I will, love that. Will the car get taken apart at the end of the event and all the parts go back home with their respective owners? So that's one theory. The other theory is that I'm going to love this thing so much that I'm going to have to write each individual contributor a check <laughs> and then I take it home with me. But um, uh, the cool thing is that my, my wife doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can say oh, that yeah. um, uh, with some confidence. She's uh, She seems to have noticed the last couple of times that cars have followed me home. So Yeah, um, they tend to do that. Yeah. My wife yeah. sort of didn't notice when I brought home a sports racer. I was like, no, nah, that little thing, don't worry about that little thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny <laughs> but yeah you know anything for a good story i, I think it'll be I, I i love that story you gotta do some documentation or yeah, like i hope there's we, we, video we to, yeah we need to follow you around with a video camera on this one but. yeah I'm, I've, I've been working on the hashtag i haven't figured it out just yet but uh, i'll let you guys know when i come up with it it'll be it'll be all over the gram super right, lit uh, super lit yeah. so lit dude <laughs> I still don't know what lit means. <laughs> Austin, what does lit mean? You're not. Yeah, I don't. I don't that? know. It's on Instagram though. Oh man, I can drop What's a little Instagram? like lit thing into my Instagram story. All right, well, hey, whatever. That, Is whatever. that like the new know. version of rad? That's what all the millennials are saying instead of rad. Yeah, uh, I started wait, wait. saying rad a couple of years ago, and it seemed to catch on. I'm pretty sure I'm taking a claim for that one. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know rad went out. Uh, no, I don't think it actually did. I, I always I watched the movie for the last twenty five years. So, dude, uh, we have quick aside. We have the the little town we live in in the North Carolina mountains. If you've watched the Andy Griffith show, the we live in Mayberry, basically. Uh, all the families in in not all the families, but the, we do this summer movie night series where on Saturday nights you put up the screen and projector in your yard and and show the movie. And uh, last year we did Rad, and it was super cool. Like all the yeah. neighborhoods on BMX bikes watching. Crew Jones, go yeah, for go it. balls out, crew. <laughs> I mean, was Crew not the originator of Send It? I'm just going to send it. Was that? Did anyone ever do it as well? Before? I don't know. I would love to attribute that to Lori Laughlin and and that sweet blazer and whoever was driving that sweet blazer. But it, I, uh, I think that's a different kind of Send It. Man, every time I hear "Send Me an Angel," I'm like, now it's right classic now. rock right radio. Right <laughs> it's it's send it right now. Oh man, I just want to do some bicycle boogie. <laughs> it's the greatest movie man. it's the greatest worst movie ever if you are listening to this and you keep listening to this i appreciate it but seriously hit pause and you can get rad right now it'll stream on i think youtube but you can definitely get the dvd on amazon for like 12 dollars. it's worth oh, it it's so good it's it, the 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 first the first opening scenes where they're like running they're, they're like riding bikes through everybody's yards and stuff it's it's it, I, I can't believe anybody watched past that, but it's the greatest movie. You guys I should have it. a vintage BMX bike show at Solo Nationals. I'm game. I'll That'd be pretty mine. sweet. I've got a I've got a chromoly mongoose uh, with blue mags, and it, it would pretty much steal the show. So it's, uh, it's pretty rad. I'm gonna make a lie. I'm gonna make my call out to David Wallens right now. Uh, Grassroots Motorsports, also a vintage BMXer. David, it's it's on. We're throwing down. <laughs> I should probably I should probably fix the few things that I broke on that recently. It's the tire. One of the tires is flat. I need to bring the bike back out. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that movie, and I love the word rad. I don't know how we got to this, but um, I don't know, man. Actually, but it's lit. It's, it's, it's so lit. So rad. <laughs> Speaking of like uh, national championship events, you won't let me run my sports racer in the time trials nationals event. So I'm pretty sure this podcast might be over unless we change your mind. Well, I mean, that's that is accurate only because um, we have been following the prep on that car on several uh, build threads. <laughs> and, might not be very good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I attacked it with a MIG welder. It's OK. It's OK. Yeah, I mean, zip ties can be used to join metal. That is true. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, no, I mean, we, um, 
You know, that's such a tough thing for this this program and its identity just because uh, we really want um, time trials to be a, a space where it's super easy for people to understand. And, yeah. um, and you know, I did track night and what else can I do with my car? And I just, you know, we feel like when you show up at an event and there's, for some reason, I don't understand why, but for some reason, a, um, you know, an STI with like, uh, 15 to, you know, call it a hundred square feet of arrow bolted to it. <laughs> makes that doesn't sense sound like people. much nowadays. Fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but That's modest. You know, a, a sports racer is a, a bit of a more confusion. And then, you know, the, the other angle of it, that's kind of just a, how SCCA functions is <clears throat> we, we, so an important distinction between SCCA and a lot of other orgs um, is how we view, how we handle insurance in more of a long-term um, mm-hmm. window. And a lot of orgs um, don't really do a whole lot on the medical side uh, after you leave the site. After you leave the site, it's up to your own health insurance and it's up to you know your own wallet and whatever if you get hurt at the event. And I realize that talking about insurance is super sexy and awesome, but mm-hmm. um, the way SCCA does it is we have a supplemental pro- coverage for any participant at an event. So if you get hurt at an SCCA event – uh, our insurance hand takes care of you, takes care of your financial burden um, throughout. So your primary starts it, and then SCCA would cover any gap that there might be. And because of that, um, we do have to be a little bit more cautious about things that could potentially hurt people um, than other organizations are able to be because their their exposure isn't as uh, significant at ours as of that, which is all getting to this incredibly long way of saying, yeah, I've been to track days where I've seen, uh, vintage indie cars from like, when I say vintage, I mean like from when Austin was born. Um, but you know, <laughs> indie, <laughs> indie cars, four indie cars, right? Like, like, like a 1998 indie car on track <laughs> with a spec Miata. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, but SCCA, we have to be a little bit more. We have to be more tight than that with how we do things. So we can't put a Formula car or a sports racer on track uh, with a production car. And so, um, for time trials to be able to, this is one of the things we're really trying to do with all this is create the best possible experience that we can. And so sometimes mm-hmm. that means that you know, for example, um, instead of running in your class, you're going to run in your ability group. And so we can have five or six ability groups at time trials nationals with all production cars. And if somebody needs to move up or down or whatever, we can do that super efficiently, uh, super easily. If, but we, we don't think that there would be enough production cars and sports race or uh, race sports racers and formula cars to have more than one group. And we wouldn't be able to put them into groups with people of their, of their ability. And so we just felt like to make it easy to understand, make it easy to see, um, that's what we do. And, um, but you know, it's not completely against you, Adam, personally, there's a couple other people. I know. I know. Um, Mine's basically a Lotus seven underneath though. So what if I just made it look like that? (laughs) Just, just shoot me an email. I'll take, I'll I'll shoot you. I I don't actually, I don't actually want to take this thing around NCM because I'd have to re gear it and everything. So I'm just giving you shit, but I do appreciate the explanation because I've heard a bunch of, uh, like SRF guys on forums be like, how come I can't do things? (laughs) Well, you know, I think I think another thing that's really important here, and, and I'll be happy to steer away from um, why we can't do this and onto the things we can do. But um, so much of Formula Car and sports racer racing in the United States is about spec, and yeah. um, Formula F is basically a spec class now with the the spec with the engines and tires. SRF is obviously a spec class. Yeah. Um, more, more and more, we're going that direction. And the SCCA model for rules writing up until this point in time has been really based around the if you doesn't say you can do it, you cannot. And we really want time trials to have the opportunity to be wildly creative, to really be able to explore uh, boundaries and push things and and go further with it than you've been able to in wheel to wheel racing. One, it's appropriate, you know, wheel to wheel racing. It might be appropriate to have uh, 200 square feet of aerial on an STI. Um, because of what that would do to other cars racing with you. Um, yeah. but 
but two, you know, we, we want this to have a unique identity within the organization. We don't want this to be autocrossing on a track and we don't want this to be road racing without against the clock. We want it to be something yeah. unique. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it, the, the SRF example is a great one of, it just doesn't really fit the philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see how a bunch of guys would be like, yeah, I want to participate in the first event, but they won't let me. But like, yeah, when you look at it from the perspective that you guys are, that you just explained, it, it obviously makes a lot of sense. So yeah, it's, it's um, setting the standard too. I mean, you know, if you let them participate this year, but next year they're not able to, then you have even more people that are upset. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, that said, we are in the process of kind of doing a revamp of the overall rules for time trials for the full organization. We've just been working on the one for time trials nationals. We're doing a revamp for the full org um, right now. And it does include formula car and sports racer classes um, for regions to utilize if should they choose for divisions to. And, and it may be something that after we've been through a pilot phase, we say, yeah, now we know how to do this. We know how to do and we figure out how we can incorporate these other types of cars or we may figure out that um we really like the identity we have so it's it's right now it's a bit of a grand experiment and um you know we'll see what we learn how uh, how are uh, registration numbers looking you guys are what about half sold out so far yeah we've got, we've got about 110 signed up uh right now um 225 is our cap okay. um and so i think you know we're still 80 90 days out from the event and um we really haven't done any meaningful uh, event marketing yet we're kind of getting that started now um trying to get on some podcasts if i can um yeah. we to, should uh, we should we should see if we know somebody with some podcasts yeah if you could hook me up that would be that would be awesome <laughs> okay after this phone call we'll, we'll yeah let's see do that sweet um, <laughs> but uh yeah I, i'm reasonably confident that we're gonna see 175 to 200 i don't know if we, we will hit uh if we'll fully sell it out it would be rad if we did but um uh of course, we've been talking to uh, Grid Life about having a presence there. It sounds like um, Grassroots Motorsports is going to bring their cars and, and have a, a setup there. And then um, we're working with Hawk uh, Brakes and Coney uh, and Mobile One, and uh, they'll all be there. And then um, uh, the the most important thing I can talk about about Time Trials Nationals right now is the uh, Friday night uh, go-kart tournament. Um NCM has a go-kart track on site and, uh, we're going to do a, probably like a two 10 minute sessions to get a time in. And then that's going to seed you and then do like heat races down to a main and then get down to like that, that one guy who's going to be the go-kart king of, uh, of time trials nationals. So that's, um, that's probably going to be the highlight of the weekend. That's my, yeah, that sounds like more fun than the event almost. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's getting everybody. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're working with, um, a, uh, a potential partner who shall not be named, but, uh, I think, I think it's going to come together for a pretty good party on Saturday night. Um, and, uh, there's a, um, pretty awesome little smokehouse barbecue joint down the road from the track that is, uh, available for us to cater. And, uh, we have located, uh, some craft breweries in the Bowling Green area that we're talking to about um, uh, about our options there. So I think um, I think Saturday night's going to be a pretty good party. I think uh, Friday night we're going to have some pretty awesome uh, go kart action. Uh, Thursday night's going to be uh, a, a track walk with some beverages and some food and and uh those sorts of things so i think um i think we're gonna keep keep people pretty busy i think it's gonna be a lot of fun um i think that being in bowling green kentucky on the last weekend of september is a pretty idyllic uh weather situation so i'm uh i'm pretty pretty excited about it i'm hoping i can get uh chris and sean uh from grid life to to be into the uh the idea of driving a couple of like key vans tiny little 600 cc vans full of beer for the track walk that'd be fun but that'd be, that's what we're looking yeah. that's that's the kind of the outside of the box experience we're looking for you know, are you gonna walk the yeah. track yeah eh, i don't know well you know we've got here's a cute little us. van full of cores that you can follow <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's, that's my hope and dream <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it mainly cause I want to drive that track. Um, a couple of questions that people have asked me about it, the event, is there going to be sound restrictions at the event? Uh, I believe that we're going to have like a one Oh three DB limit at, uh, I'm not sure. 
Yes. Okay. Here, so here's what put a muffler. Put, a, put put at least one muffler in the car. Kind yeah, of thing. put a muffler. I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of an honor system. I mean, we'll be measuring, but the the gist of it is this is an awesome track, and yeah. they're hooking us up with a great date at a great price so that we can do a three day event for you know. 350 bucks that gives you that was my platforms. that was my other question was like how much does it cost and i know it was really reasonable for that yeah so. but i mean and in exchange one of the things that we want to make sure we're doing is being super good renters and neighbors and and i don't know if you followed it or not but ncm has been in a bit of a battle over sound um for some time now and so even if there weren't a limit we would want to make sure we didn't do um anything that that uh was too over the top um with any of that and uh that makes and then, sense and then the price you want, be, you want to be invited back yeah exactly yeah and, and honestly i mean we want to do this we'd love to do a uh five to ten year contract with the track we're waiting till we get kind of through the first event and and feel good about where we are and then and then we'll blow it up for there um and then the price thing you know saturday friday is going to be um three 20 minute sessions for everybody to kind of get practice and get dialed in. And that also will give everybody their, um, their initial time. So we'll time all those. We won't score them, but it will give everybody an initial, um, a starting time. And then Saturday you're going to have two and that's on the grand full course. And on Saturday you have two 15 minute sessions to set your best time on grand full. And then Saturday afternoon, we're going to do a couple of track crosses. You'll do one on the eat three runs on the east course from a standing start and three runs on the west course from a standing start. Um, and then Sunday we'll do two more 15s on grand full. And then at the end of the day on Sunday, we will do two, everyone will get two runs standing start uh, on grand full. Um, and so over the course of the three days, um, you're going to get two hours of lapping time and then three different elements of the course standing start um, for five total timed elements, um, at a three fifty price point with a party, basically all three nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Um, I think that's, uh, that's a, that's a pretty good package at three fifty. Yeah. And that seems uh, like a pretty good time. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I have a, a car that's eligible. I'm building an EF right now. Hopefully it'll be a thing I can enter in it. Oh, we, we, we banned EFs. Did you not get ah. that? <laughs> yeah. Son of a total, bitch. total. Total cheater cars. <laughs> they are cheater cars. Mine's a really cheaty one too. I just had to move the shift rod. Uh, you know, the shift rod comes to the floor on an EF. Um, I, that hole yeah, is yeah. fourteen. My my hole is fourteen inches back now because my seat is that far back in my EF. So it was super cheatery. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, um, yeah. I I may or may not have had an autocross EF that the mount, um, the front seat mount, um, was. Um, I think the term is pancaked. Uh, mm -hmm. to try to get the seat as far forward because one, I didn't understand weight distribution and two, um, I like to sit really close to the wheel. So, um, that would be really close. And you're like a normal sized human being. You must like yeah. that wheel chin, man. Who doesn't love steering with their elbows? Exactly. <laughs> I, exactly. I, um, I like being able to just bite the steering wheel and just rock my head left and right. <laughs> it's really, it's the best way to go. Yeah. Uh, super good so, for autocross. I heard. Well, I mean, that was the whole thing with, with that steering rack. Um, and autocross, the amount of movement rotation you could get out of the wheel sitting that close was like you could get another half turn before you had to move your hands. So that was that was the whole point of it. But that makes some sense. Yeah. yeah. So I mentioned that in in practice on Friday we're going to set baseline times, and I want to kind of close that. Um, the reason we're doing that is because after your first session on Friday, every session after that we will grid you in the most recent lap time order for your group. Um, and so the, the, and I've participated in two of our time trials primers now. So I've actually been on track for this. And what's super cool about it is you roll off the grid every time. Um, you know, the, the obvious thing is that there shouldn't be a, be a need for a lot of point buys because the fastest cars are at the front and the slower cars are at the back and on a 3.2 mile track at, at NCM, it's going to take a little while for the to catch each other. Um, but what's really cool about it is when you're trying to put a fast lap in and you know that that car in front of you is a couple of tenths quicker and the car behind you is a couple of tenths slower, you've kind of got like this real-time feedback of I'm closer to him than I was last lap. He's closer to me. I'm going faster. But it happens throughout the field. And so everybody's kind of like in this like 
yep. working together, uh, going faster kind of thing. And, and that was super cool. Um, particularly at CMP where we had, uh, kind of, we only ran a portion. We ran the West course at NCM, but at CMP where you had longer straights and then slower sections, I was driving an S2000. The car in front of me on the grid was a Mustang. And so on the straightaways, uh, he would pull away from me and then I would kind of reel him back in through the corners. And it was really cool to kind of watch how we did our lap times differently. Um, super, super fun. Yeah. We, uh, that's basically how, how we do it with grid life. We do it, you know, fastest overall time of each car. That's how you set the grid. Um, and then it changes throughout the weekend. Um, and we've, we've even been, uh, at Autobahn, we tried to, uh, build an initial grid based on historic times and historic times of drivers on other tracks, even, and to try to try to try to clean up that first session, which is typically, you know, just busy, um, because it's not grid. So it it works out really well. And you guys are scoring that first session, right? Yeah, every every session is scored. You set uh, your fastest time first lap, and it's that's part of the event. So yeah, but a lot a lot of yeah. a lot of differences in how you're running it. But Leah, like, once you get a good grid, I mean, it's uh, time attack is kind of fun because you can use that car in front of you as as a gauge of how you're doing, and it's got a lot of the competition aspect and the feel of like a good wheel to wheel chase. But it's not really wheel to wheel racing because you're going against yourself, you know. Yeah, um, what I th- what I thought was really interesting with the with ours is when we did the the first time we did the standing start uh lap mm-hmm. um i'm yeah i'm an autocrosser that's that's my comfort zone and on my practice sessions i felt like i was pushing pretty hard but when you got a standing start out of the pit lane and you ran into turn one um maybe 60 miles an hour slower than you would have coming down the straightaway and you just kind of threw the car into turn one no brakes because you didn't have enough speed yet like some like mental thing clicked for me some like you know autocrosser adrenaline thing clicked and all of a sudden i'm running the next three or four corners 10 mile an hour higher entry speeds everywhere because my lizard autocross brain has keyed to oh no now we're doing (laughs) it for real and then i went out for my my time lapse and probably 10 miles an hour is a gross exaggeration but like my first time to lap full time lap scored lap was two seconds quicker than I'd been in practice because I'd run the standing start element that gave me kind of this like little test to see where the limits were and how hard I could push. Um, and that was really fun. I, I think a lot of people, myself included, were concerned that this track cross piece would be not as exciting as a full lap. But I think the standing start really adds, you know, there's something about just, you know, in an S2000, revving it to seven grand side strip in the clutch and, and spinning the tires out of pit lane that just kind of adds this like Pikes Peak hill climb kind of like yeah. <laughs> charge to it that, yeah. that you don't get otherwise. I, I fully get it. I, I had no, I've only done one standing start autocross event and that was in my little sports racer thingy, uh, at our Blackhawk farms event. And I thought going into it, like, uh, it's going to be fine. Like whatever, you know, like I'd rather do lapping. Right. Um, and then we did some standing start autocross sessions starting in pit lane. And then you, you know, you break the beam and then you break the beam in the other direction when you cross it, uh, you know, and the, and the straightaway right next to it. And I thought, ah, this will be like, whatever, like not a big deal. And, and I thought after my very first run, I thought, well, this is better than everything I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, so exciting. It, yeah. And it was really cool to go from that back to the full lapping afterwards, because you pick up, you yeah. do learn little things. Like when you approach this corner at a different speed, you, you pick up something about line and, and that sort of thing. And then, you know, I think, um, the other thing that was really surprising to me, and again, you know, I'm autocross are new to this but with 15 minutes to set a time um watching kind of developing my own strategy of which lap was going to be my my hot lap and and watching what other people were doing and like trying to go out and and in a, in a limited amount of time with multiple opportunities and put one in the books was a really big challenge and, and i found that to be way more fun than i anticipated it to be it was not just a time tra- uh, lapping day there was a lot going on uh between the ears trying to get all that stuff sorted out yeah, it, it does sound like I like the event format. Um, personally, I think it sounds like fun. That's that's a lot of the reason I want to go. Um, and yeah, where, where do people sign up for it if uh, if they want to do it? Motorsports Reg or 
stca.com believe it or not we're registering this yeah. one in-house yeah you can go oh, to you guys uh, do that for runoffs and stuff nowadays too um this is the only of the championship events this year that is on uh on the mothership as it were oh, okay, okay. Um, but if you go to stca.com uh in the uh toolbar there's a programs button and you can select time trials and then uh they're on the side menu uh time trials nationals will take you right to the page with all the information how to get signed up um and whatnot um couple of crazy things just just hold on a second um number one uh no license or past experience is required uh it's great if you have a couple of track days experience but um we don't actually require any any experience for this event we do have uh a novice group with some coaching and and lead follow laps at the beginning to kind of get people up to speed and we are doing a starting line school on thursday um, so if anybody wants to get a feel for, uh, get an instructor in the car and, and really get a feel for car control skills, basic traction management type stuff. Um, we've got this guy, Tom, uh, what's his Ogerman. name? Ogerman. Ogerman. Racing. Um, yeah. Heard about him. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Um, but he's going to lead the instruction for that school. Um, so yeah, it's, it's super rookie friendly. Um, and then, um, if you've ever done a track night event, um, the track night car safety requirements are the same as the safety requirements for time trials nationals. So convertibles with factory rollover protection are good to go. Um, hard top cars that don't have roll bars are good to go. Um, we really do recommend, um, that you invest in those things. If, if you're going to do competitive events, we think it's the appropriate thing to do, but to make sure we're as accessible as possible and giving everybody an opportunity to, to check this product out. Um, we're, we're keeping the same, um, same standards as we have for, uh, track night provided you're on uh, 200 treadwear tires. One of the 200 treadwear classes, we do have higher standards in the sticky tire classes, um, but yeah, it's, it's really geared to be something that, um, if you've never done an on-track competitive event, uh, this is a great place to get started. So if it, if it sells out or if it does really, really well and it's super fun, do you, do you envision it being a similar event next year or what is the kind of, what, what's the thought as far as changing it uh, in the future? Cause it sounds like it's already doing like, like 110 cars. Like that's not a slouch event at all. So yeah, we had 107 at. Um, Carolina Motorsports Park, which was one of the larger SCCA time trials events we've had um, in a while, and I think that was kind of when the the lights went off. That hey, this might we might be onto something here. Um, yeah. We're definitely looking at expanding the program in 2018. Um, we'd like to have it have a more coast to coast presence. Um, it was great to be able to kind of test the concept. Uh, at Gingerman, um, with some help from regions there. And then at CMP with Atlanta region and, and, um, South Carolina and North Carolina region. And it didn't hurt my feelings at all that that event was a couple hours from my house. And then of course we took the opportunity to, to, uh, test the concept a bit at NCM. But I think where we really want to go with this in like a five to 10 year view is we really want to build, uh, a, a motorsports home for people who haven't found one yet. You know, there's so many people out there that are doing track days that they really like it. They do two or three a year, but it's not their main thing. Or they go to a couple of our crosses with their buddy and it's cool, but they don't really, it, you know, I don't know how many people I've talked to that have done a couple, do a couple of autocrosses a year that state sometime in the conversation about autocross. Yeah, I just don't really get it. Um, <laughs> and so we're trying to build something that, you know, if you can only do two or three weekends a year, um, these are really great experience weekends where you're going to have a good party. You're going to have a good track. There's going to be camping. There's, you know, we're probably not going to have ludicrous. So don't feel like we're completely trying to steal your model. Ludicrous um, has never been at a track event. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, wait, that one time. There was that one time. <laughs> there was that one time. So yeah, that was, that was a weird weekend. Wasn't it awesome? <laughs> Super weird. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a weird weekend. Um, yeah. I, w- I will be at Red Atlanta again this year, and I'm actually going to try to stay for more than a few hours. So, oh, um, good, you, we'll have yeah. a good time. It'll be fun. Yeah. So, yeah. I might even I might even bring the kid. We'll see. First day of school oh, is right. Monday, so we got it's going to be a tough one. Hey, you're um, not that far away from Atlanta. Yeah, it's not that bad. But but yeah, I mean the, the the whole point here is that you know I think 
road racing is so hard to do well. You know, if you want to be so hard to do poorly, (laughs) fair, fair. (laughs) It's so hard. Period. Um, It's terrible and it's awesome and it's hard. Yeah. And I think autocross is a great product. If you're somebody that is really competition driven and somebody who really likes to constantly be evolving the game. Like I love autocross from a do it 20 times a year, 30 times a year, dial the car in, like constantly pushing yourself and your equipment. Like that's super fun for me, but I don't have 30 weekends a year. I've got a five, a six year old and a two year old. Um, but I can do two or three weekends a year. So what we really want to do is build SCCA time trials in a space where, um, yeah, there's these couple of dates a year that are circled on people's calendars of this is something I'm not going to miss because it's going to be a really great experience. And one of the things that was really cool about CMP for me was I did take my kids and so did my buddies and our kids all ran around and played in the dirt for a couple of days and they had a blast and they're all looking forward to going back. So, um, that, that's kind of the feel. Did they get bit by the fire ants at CMP? Cause I did one time when I was there. Um, they did not, but also I'm out of, I'm also, also I'm out of break clean. So I'm not sure if there's a correlation between those things. Oh um, that, yeah. That could, that could help with the fire ants. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure what the EPA standards are on fire ant repellents, but break clean works. Yeah. That would definitely work for that. So. Um, well, so, uh, last, the last, uh, championship thing that we haven't talked about is runoffs. You said signups are in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think registration is opening. Um, what I think, I think I just got an email on this. Um, uh, registration is opening soon. Uh, August 1st is, uh, when the garage lottery starts. And then I'm just looking at our press release that came out today. Um, so that'll when, that's when the whole thing will start and online registration will be August 8th. So, um, we're at Sonoma this year, which is super exciting for, uh, not just the drivers who get to run on a great racetrack, but, um, it's really exciting for, I'm just going to say some folks that maybe are in their families that don't go to the runoffs every year that have noticed this one's in wine country. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's rad. Um, my team is actually going to go out and spend an extra day at the end and do like the, the Alcatraz tour and, and hang out in San Francisco for a day. Um, but, uh, it's a, it's an amazing racetrack. Um, you know, Indy, Indy is, we did 969 drivers at Indy. That's just not going to happen on the West coast. Um, just because it's not going to happen hardly anywhere. Like that's well, just, it's, kinda, it's that's funny. Indy. It's yeah. funny. Now we we went to Road Atlanta for like twenty years in a row, and that really built the the racing culture on the east side of the country. Um, there's a ton of people that kind of got indoctrinated there. There were a ton of cars that got built that are still there, and then it kind of went to a couple of different places. And we had like a 750 driver event at Road America for the 50th anniversary because kind of everybody came back to celebrate that, and everyone just kind of accepted that that 750 was the biggest runoff that we'd ever have. And then obviously we went to Indy. It was amazing, 969 drivers, great racing, incredible, incredible support from the track. Um, I I've grew up around road racing. I've never seen a emergency response team like the one at Indy. Like they, there were trucks coming down the front straightaway at 100 miles an hour behind every pack, every start, which by the way was faster than some of the starts. Um, and anything in turn one was clear before it stopped moving basically it was it was amazing yeah. to watch those truck drivers look like they were having a good old time <laughs> it's funny they were all super nervous at the beginning of the week about the idea of doing hot pulls of of pulling cars off track while the race was still going because indycar doesn't do that they go full course yellow for everything okay. and after like the third one they were all high fives and grins and this is so cool and and so that was super <laughs> so awesome. we we leave Indy, we go to Sonoma, we're on the side of the country where there's been very little historic development of SCCA road racing. Like Cow Club is a great Cow Club and San Francisco region have awesome programs, but the runoffs has never been close enough to have like that that building thing. Yeah, you know, when they're, they're one they're one time in Laguna, right? right? Besides like Riverside and one time since Riverside, yeah. Um and but our surveying still says that we're gonna see close to six hundred cars, which is a great runoffs. Um yeah. But the really interesting thing is that we have already started surveying for 2019 when we'll be at VIR. And the survey data for VIR and the Indy survey data, by the way, was dead on, like within 10 people of of nailing the entry number. 
Um, these VIR survey data right now suggest that VIR could be bigger than Indy. Oh, geez. Where do you put those people at VIR? Holy crap. I don't even know, but the, the, I think everybody went to Indy and had a great experience and wants more runoffs. And there's a bit of a built-in blessing of the East coast gets a little wallet relief in 2018 when we go to Sonoma and then we come back. And I think that you've got all those like historic, hardcore SCCA runoff, Red Atlanta runoffs, uh, folks that have been waiting for it to get you know, the, the, the previous, couple hours away, yeah. yeah, a couple yeah. hours away. And we were at Daytona, which wasn't a natural terrain road course. And we were at Daytona at Indy, which wasn't a natural terrain road course. And now we're going to like a road Atlanta, like natural terrain, big boy, grown up road course. And, um, I, I think that I think we have a great event at Sonoma, but I think that, uh, for all of you East coasters, if you want to see some rock'em sock'em road racing, that the VIR runoffs, I think is going to be one of the best events we'll ever have. Yeah, that'll be fun. A lot of a lot of fun times and uh, and excitement in SCCA life in the last couple of years. I uh, I'm excited about the leadership and I'm excited about uh, some of these events. Even if I'm not you know driving at a competitive level, I intend to be at a bunch of these. But uh, yeah, very very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, we're we it's it's been a really fun ride. You know, I've been on the national team for about five years now, and. Um, it's been a really cool to kind of get the track night thing up and running and, and, um, be able to use that to create some momentum for some other things. And, and now moving on to time trials and meanwhile, watching the other two, you know, the kind of the flagship programs kind of come into this renaissance of, uh, selling out record set record, record attendance. Um, but as importantly, I mean, I don't think we've seen better road racing in the United States in the last, quarter century than we saw at the Indy runoff. So it's really awesome to be a part of that product. Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to watch. I watched almost all the races online while I was supposed to be working. So, uh, I was actually standing in grid at the speed ring event that we were hosting in Detroit. Um, and Austin's up on the stage, like announcing with Jared DeAnda and we're doing time attack stuff and I'm standing in grid, like supposed to be working and I'm watching the end of the STL race, <laughs> which was a, which was a brawl. That was a great race. Yeah. Yeah. Our buddy Eric Cattell was, was door to door with Adam Roberts right up oh, until the last, so you know, good. the last second. Yeah. It was, a, it was a great finish, but a lot, a lot of, a lot of friends of the show were in that race and yep. friends of mine. Yep. So yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually working while I was watching SCCA runoffs last year, but, um, no, I, uh, I'm, uh, I think we just made a podcast all about SCCA championship stuff. So, boom, <laughs> hey, drop the mic. Out Skype. Send yeah, it to the figured out Skype. We did it. It was so lit. It was so rad. It was so, it was so ludicrous. <laughs> I know. I know what like three of those things mean. Two of those. Yeah. One. Uh, I don't, there was only three things in that list. So <laughs> you nailed it, dude. <laughs> Who's ludicrous? I don't understand. Uh, it's actually a term for when something is wildly exceptional and kind of crazy. So perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm always excited when I talk to Hayward. I'm like, man, I got to do like more SCCA stuff. I wish I, I wish I wasn't doing motorsports event for kind of a job. Wish <laughs> so I have more time. Well, well I, I, I love the energy you bring to the to the uh, to the club, man. I love it. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to. Um, to get down to Red Atlanta, we're going to do the autocross there again with the Atlanta region. Yeah, um, with, uh, at, at Grid Life South end yep. of August. Yeah. Yep, adding a shootout to that, so we'll have an overall winner this year. And um, I'm I'm looking forward to being there for the the full poll and and checking it out. And hopefully, uh, there's no polls in autocross. Hopefully, they all make it off the track in one piece. I'm just not even going to touch that. <laughs> let's let's. Not, I don't want to have a safety truck for autocross. Here, <laughs> when you say here's poll. What, when you say Paul, I get worried. I'm like, oh man, track time's going away. What am I gonna do? Yeah, what I don't want is the uh, the video clip uh, shot from someone's phone of something having happening at the autocross with the sound bite that I gave you guys on the podcast overlaid over it, where I have to say something like, "That would never happen." <laughs> <laughs> that would never. <laughs> that would never happen. That's not a big deal. Don't worry about that little guy. Don't worry about that little guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it'll be a fun weekend though. You should bring your kid and he, if, uh, if he gets too hot, he can retreat to one of our RVs or something. So perfect. 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 Uh, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see you soon at, uh, at Roto, at Roto Atlanta though. That'll be, yep. that'll be a good weekend. So. About a month. Yep. Uh, uh so, uh, SCCA.com is that where everybody goes and then HaywardWagner.com or whatever your face is. You know, I need to actually build that site. I've owned the URL for like 
15 years now, but I have actually, you really? Probably, yeah, I, I do actually HaywardWagner.com. Um, oh, that's awesome. You're but, way uh, younger than I am, even though you're older than I am. Dude, I'm like, I'm, I'm like the oldest millennial in the world. Yeah. I think such um, millennial much style. Um, but yeah, SCCA.com gets you started with everything in SCCA land and track night uh, to register and find track night events near you. Well, I'm going to go mow my lawn. Austin's going to go ride his motorcycle and get hit by an F-150 like he did yesterday. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, Hayward's going to probably go back to somewhere in the national office furiously working on producing red events. So. I, I'm actually at home in uh, Weaverville, North Carolina, and I'm getting ready to go do uh, take a couple of friends on a tour of Asheville area breweries. So That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, food, food trucks and fresh beer is next for me. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And, and uh, there's another person on the show. Austin is his name, I think. Uh, who's he? Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show again, Austin. I'm going to drag you back uh, more and more. I'm not. I'm going to take him back out of retirement. He took like six shows off, and I'm like, <laughs> man, I don't think I can do this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll pretty much bombard the the uh, the audience with just RVs and motorcycle and motorcycle engine car talk. Yeah, slip, slipping was not even going to be about cars anymore. No, no, before before Hayward got on the got on the uh, on the call because he was uh, furiously trying to turn himself into a millennial, um, figuring out technology. Austin and I were just talking about RVs and motorcycles. <laughs> it, it was it was the best show we've never recorded. So <laughs> I should have recorded it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was going to start like a, a five minute snippet podcast, just five minutes a he's, day of motorsports glory. He's owned his RV for like approximately six weeks and he's already put more miles on it than I have <laughs> in two years. So dude is, uh, dude is living it up in the last couple of months. Oh, we're <laughs> loving it. Absolutely loving yeah. it. He, he, uh, for reference, Hayward, he bought the Hollis Hilton, the last Hollis Hilton. Uh, oh, I'm aware. Been, I'm aware. He's been wheeling it. He put 8,000 miles on it since you bought it. <laughs> It's so rad. It's only been like two, two and a half months, I think. Yeah. yeah it's like a thousand it's getting miles some a use. week. It's my favorite thing I've ever bought. Yeah. A thousand miles a week of having the best time ever. I love it. And surprisingly, uh, a lot of fun in the canyons, much to uh, my wife's dismay. Canyons, canyons, canyons. <laughs> that, All right, well, that, that, sir, is quite lit. That is so lit. <laughs> it's the littest. The lit V? Yeah, no, well, go, go to I'm going to go mow the lawn, and uh, and I'm going to demand that Austin host this podcast for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank awesome. you, gentlemen. Thanks, Hayward. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Take it easy.